And welcome on in to the JR Sport Brief Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. Ryan Hickey in for JR on this boring, dull, lifeless Wednesday with nothing to talk about. Holy cow, what a busy, busy day. In case you're just getting to your car, not been on your phone all day, which I'm jealous, honestly, kind of getting away, maybe swamped with work. I get it. That's that's not, I'm not jealous about that. That's for sure. But if you missed the news, Nick Saban has officially retired from Alabama. He is hanging up the coaching whistle. Pete Carroll fired today from the Seattle Seahawks. It has been a very, very busy day. I mean, I guess in a positive news in terms of coaches not leaving, Matt Eberflus is not leaving the Bears. Offense coordinator fired, basically the entire offensive staff fired, but Eberflus is going nowhere. So there you go, Bears fans. You got your head coach back as two legends in their respective selves. And uh, Carroll and Saban are no more, at least on the sideline. It is a Wednesday right here on CBS Sports Radio. Before I go in there, also appreciate you making us a part of your Wednesday right here on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you. But just because JR is not here does not mean the show screeches to a halt or goes off the rails. Each and every Wednesday in the JR Sport Brief Show, what does JR do? A top six list. We were going to do this anyway, this topic today, but extra fitting now off of the news a few hours ago that Nick Saban has retired. So today's top six list coming now off of Nick Saban's retirement is as follows. The top six teams that are national title contenders in 2024. All right, it is time for Top six. Six, five, four, three, two, one. It's time to get JR's latest top six list. Only on the JR Sport Brief. Ryan Hickey in for JR. To just reiterate, we are doing the top six college football national title contenders for 2024. Let's start it off. Number six. The Arizona Wildcats. Arizona is legit going into 2024. Jed Fish has done a tremendous job in his short tenure with Arizona to where now coming off of an incredible season. I think next year they are absolutely a national championship contender. They check every box going to next season. They have one of the best offenses in the country. But unlike the stereotype Pac-12, which I guess now has to be retired now that the Pac-12 is no more, but right, classic Pac-12 thought is great offense, no defense. Not the Wildcats. Top 20 offense this year, top 30 defense. So they were balanced, did a really good job at scoring points and also preventing points from being scored. That, will, I think, will continue into 2024. You're going to have Noah Fafita, their tremendous quarterback who stepped in and played really well um, down the stretch. He's back next year and was super inexperienced coming to this year and still was the 10th most efficient quarterback in college football. He was tremendous. One of his best receivers in McMillan is back next year. 1,400-yard receiver now coming back for Arizona. So you have one of the best receivers returning next year now 
for Arizona. Like This is an offense that averaged almost 35 points per game. I know they weren't talked about a lot and were never on the, the spotlight in terms of Pac-12 championship contention or college football playoff contention. But next year, keep an eye out for Arizona. They're going to be a preseason top 10 team with the playoff expanding to 12 teams. I expect them to make it. I mean, going to the Big 12 next year, it's, to me, them and Utah. Two teams to beat in that conference. Arizona is legit. They, to me, right now are number six in terms of national title contenders for 2024. Number five. Let's go to the SEC and welcome for the first time the Ole Miss Rebels. I love this offense returning. Oh my goodness gracious. It is going to be one of the best offenses in the country in 2024. Jackson Dart coming on back. Some of the best receivers in terms of Trey Harris and Jordan Watkins coming back for the Rebs. Last year, they combined for 107 catches, 1,700 yards, and 11 touchdowns. They are instant offense for the Rebs. And here's the difference for me because I'll be honest, I wrestled with putting Ole Miss on this list. I love their offense. But a, a big reason why I've not been an Ole Miss believer in the past has been because they can't stop anyone. Because their defense has been garbage. And getting into shootouts every single game, especially against good teams that have good offenses and defenses, that's not the recipe for success. And that's been a big reason why Ole Miss has never won a big game. Next year to me is different. Obviously, Nick Saban uh, departing Alabama is huge. But also because the Portal King himself, Lane Kiffin, has now started legitimately beefing up this defense. They just landed the number one uh, transfer portal player in defensive tackle Walter Nolan, who was the number one overall recruit in the 2022 class. He went to AM. Now he's at Ole Miss. You got four other transfer portal players on the defensive side of the ball that, again, should help beef up what has been a leaky and frankly, soft defense for a large part of Ole Miss's recent history, but especially since Lane's got there. So now you're going to have a more physical defense, especially on the defensive line. That now is how Ole Miss actually becomes true contenders. I'm buying into their defense. They, to me, number five in terms of national title contenders in 2024. Number four. The Texas Longhorns. They are number four to me. Now, they have some massive losses this offseason from a team that went to the college football playoff. A.D. Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, tremendous one-two punch at receiver, both gone. Byron Murphy, Devondre Sweat, tremendous one-two punch on the defensive line, both gone. Now, all four going to the NFL. With that said, though, they still have enough talent on offense. Now, I think Steve Sarkeesian is still growing and getting better as a head coach where he will make up for some of those talent losses, especially on the offensive side of the ball. There's been no official announcement, but I'm going to at least assume and believe Quinn Ewers is coming back again for 2024, which is huge. Yeah, Jaden Blue really shined from the running back spot in the college football playoff semifinal game against Washington. So I think he'll be able to step in and, and run the ball really well. Sark has gone into the portal and at least has done a decent job on paper, at least of trying to replace two big-time home run hitters in Mitchell and Worthy. Offensive line, which is key here, because while Ewers and the receivers get a lot of attention, the offensive line 
I thought was a big reason why Texas was actually a legitimate title contender for the first time in a long time. And that offensive line, at least a majority of it, will be back in 2024. So, Sark has done a good job on the portal. Your quarterback is coming back. And this is also a guy that I think he has shown an ability to grow as a head coach, which is huge for the continued development of Texas in terms of getting better and winning those big games. Like, I think just last year to this year, 2022 to 2023, you saw massive growth from Sark. Where 2022, they lost that Alabama game at home in large part because they played not to lose. They were very conservative. Then the next year, we saw them go down to Tuscaloosa, play fearless, play aggressive. That's why they beat Alabama back in week number two. And that's why outside of the Oklahoma game, they didn't lose again. They were aggressive. Sark has grown. And I think he'll use that Washington loss as a learning experience to get even better in 2024. Texas, number four on my list in terms of top six teams that can win the national title in 2024. Number three. The Ohio State Buckeyes. I think this offense is going to be better in 2024 than it was in 2023. Now, it's not because they got a huge quarterback upgrade. For me, I'm not as high on Will Howard as others are. I think for me, it's a lateral move at quarterback going from Kyle McCord to Will Howard. Talented. But I don't think, you know, going to have the same success as C.J. Stroud or Justin Fields did in this Ryan Day offense in years past. But Howard is very solid and will run that offense competently. I love the Quinchon Judkins addition, the Ole Miss running back who is, I would argue, the best running back in the SEC. Um, and one of the best running backs in all of college football just this week committed to Ohio State. That's a huge addition for this offense. And look, I know Ryan Day's gotten a lot of flack and a lot of heat, especially from Buckeye fans, uh, for his offensive play calling and obviously his ability to beat Michigan. I believe, and I have a lot of faith in Ryan Day. I think he's going to be able to turn this offense around and even though, even though there's some different pieces, um, Howard in from McCord, no Marvin Harrison Jr. I trust him to get this offense back on track in 2024. And the good news for Ohio State is two things. Number one, playoff is expanding. So, Beating Michigan is not a requisite to make the playoff like it was in a 14 playoff, even though they made it in 2022 despite losing Michigan. But the other thing is, Michigan's done. Harbaugh's leaving. Sanctions are coming. Graduation's happening. Michigan is no longer going to be the elite team they were for the last three years. So it's going to be easier to beat them, and you will be the better team in 2024 compared to the Wolverines. And outside of Michigan... Day has not struggled in beating anyone else. He lost Oregon one year. Okay. He also took the, at going into uh, 2022, or I guess really the game before that, but he took, I should say, what I'm trying to say, is that he took Georgia, who was about to be the two-time defending champs. He took them to within a field goal of beating them. And I think they would have beat TCU of winning the national title. 2022, Ohio State was a field goal away from winning the national championship. This guy's kryptonite day, that is, is Michigan. No one else he struggles with. He carved up with C.J. Stroud, that elite Georgia defense in 2022. Day will be fine. Ohio State will be fine. 
even though it's a lateral move at quarterback, bringing in Will Howard for McCord and you lose the best receiver in the country, I still got a lot of faith. Ohio State's going to be on that short list and going to be knocking the door next year to win that national title. Number two. Now, this has a little bit of an asterisk. It's the Oregon Ducks. Oregon is number two on my list if, if Dan Lanning stays as head coach and does not try to replace Nick Saban at Alabama. Lanning has done a tremendous job at Oregon, and he's done what his mentor Kirby Smart has done at Georgia. Oregon's at the point where they are not rebuilding. They're reloading. You are losing the best quarterback you've had in a while in Bo Nix. You are losing the best receiver you've had in Troy Franklin. For most teams, you lose your best quarterback and your best receiver. You're in trouble. Not Oregon. This team is still stacked in 2024. You go into the portal, you get Dylan Gabriel. Tremendous, tremendous addition where he is instant offense coming in. He's going to do really well uh, in that offense. You still have really talented receivers, even despite Troy Franklin leaving. So you're still going to have a lot of weapons to throw the ball to. Your offensive line is still going to be one of the best in the country. And that defense, despite some key losses, are going to be a lot better. Or continue to stay at the level that they've been at. And just like Ryan Day, right, Dan Lanning's kryptonite is Washington. Oregon has lost three games to the Huskies the past two years. They've been unable to get over that U-Dub hump. Well, just like next year, I think Day's going to have it easier in terms of beating Michigan because they're going to lose a lot to graduation. Jim Harbaugh is going to leave, and we could see some sanctions, uh, recruiting sanctions as well that could hurt the program. Washington's not losing their head coach, and they're not going to have to worry about sanctions. But they're losing a lot. Like, you're going to lose Penix probably lose the three-headed receiver monster that defense was senior-laden for the Huskies. 2024, at least on paper right now, feels like a little bit of a rebuild versus a reload for Washington, even in getting Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers to come to town. So it should be easier for the first time in the four matchups that they'll play Washington for Oregon to beat the Huskies. I love Oregon. This team is super talented, and they are going to be a problem in 2024. That is for sure. So top six list in terms of teams to win the national title in 2024. Number six, Arizona. Number five, Ole Miss. Number four, Texas. Number three, Ohio State. Number two, Oregon. Number one is coming up shortly. I want to ask you this, though, at 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Which team right now in college football do you think is the favorite to win the title next year? And right now, you just heard the top six. Or I should say the top five. Number one still to be revealed. Is there a team right now I left off that you think absolutely next year is a top six title contender 855-212-4227 your thoughts and the number one team my favorite to win the national title in 2024 coming up when Ryan Hickey in for JR returns right here on CBS Sports Radio 
It's Ryan Hickey in for JR right here on CBS Sports Radio. As a reminder, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer uh, service from the professional parts people or else. But O'Reilly Auto Parts. Okay, so on the heels of Nick Saban's surprise, shocking retirement, it is a Wednesday, which means it's the top six list that JR always does. Just because JR is not here does not mean the show stops. We will keep the top six list rolling here on a Wednesday. The topic for this week's list is top six national championship contenders for 2024. We've given you six to two. Arizona at number six. Ole Miss at number five. Texas number four. Ohio State three, Oregon with a little bit of an asterisk. If Dan Lanning stays and does not go to Alabama, they're number two. My favorite, the team right now I think is most likely to win the national championship. Remember, first year of a 12-team playoff next year. The team I think that is most likely to win the national title next year is the Georgia Bulldogs. Number one. Georgia is number one. The panic has subsided, thankfully, from what was hand-wringing over a mass exodus of players to the transfer portal a few weeks ago. Why did players leave? Well, because they got plenty of more great players coming in. Number one recruiting class, uh, Kirby Smart just wrangled up himself. Um... So another loaded, talented Georgia roster is going to be built. Carson Beck coming back is huge. That's a guy that I'll give him a lot of credit because early on the first two months, I was not sold on Carson Beck. Did not like what I saw. Was not sold that he could take Georgia to the next level. And to his credit, he got better every week and played his best football in November. Now you lose to Alabama Nick Saban, who doesn't. Now you don't have to worry about that problem next year and beyond. Carson Beck coming back is huge. I love the Trevor brother of Travis, ETN addition at running back that will help subsidize or help fill in some of the gaps there uh, with running back losses um, as well. So this is a a team that I think, again, is the closest to Alabama. I don't think they'll ever get to the level of dominance and success that Alabama had under Nick Saban, but they're right now the closest. Kirby Smart has built a tremendous culture that was on full display in the Orange Bowl, where they had no reason to get up for the game, no reason to be excited after missing the playoff, and they, to put it nicely, beat the brakes off of Florida State. There was no letdown whatsoever. And that speaks to a tremendous culture Kirby has built and now sustained. And in a way, I think losing to Alabama is actually a good thing for this program. Kirby Smart talked about it after last year's national championship that now it's, you know, the... the It's going to be harder to keep his guys motivated. The complacency is going to seep in when you win back-to-back national championships. And I think, in a way, losing to Alabama almost re-humbles and re-grounds that program. Not Kirby, per se, but the players to remind them, you're maybe not as good as you think you are. Get that rat poison out of there. And I think it helps to refocus Georgia in 2024. They are going to be a machine. And they, to me, are, are my team to beat. Next year, when it comes to winning the college football national title. 
So my top six, just to reiterate one last time here, national title contenders in 2024, Arizona number six, Ole Miss number five, Texas four, Ohio State three, Oregon two, Georgia one. Which team did I leave out? 855-212-4227. Which team right now is your favorite to win the national championship in 2024? Patrick is calling from Michigan. What up, Patrick? Hey, how's it going? It's good, man. It's going well, man. What's on your mind? Uh, well, Georgia, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on your topic here. This is awesome. Uh, Georgia's a no-brainer, number one. I'm going to go backwards from where you went. Um, yeah, no problem with that one. Uh, unless Kirby Smart goes to the NFL or, or, I don't know, goes to Alabama or something crazy. But that's an easy one there. Uh, Oregon, easy one at number two, uh, providing Dan Lanning's going to be there. Um, I don't know why why he'd go to Alabama when he's got such a great thing going at Oregon with Nike and I mean, you know, his defense is supposed to, I mean, he's starting to build a defense. His offense has always been great. Yep. Um, number three, eh, he probably ain't going to like this one, but I'm going to take Michigan if our boss stays and, and some of these underclassmen stay. I mean, the, the depth on that team's unbelievable. I mean, they still got great players that could stay. Well, that's the thing. I don't think Patrick Jim Harbaugh staying. I'd be shocked if he does. And look, the depth is one thing, but some of the projected losses that Michigan's going to have, I just don't think their depth is good enough to replace them and still maintain Mm -hmm. a championship level. Well, I mean, if Harbaugh stays, you might be looking at maybe J.J. staying. Donovan should be there, Donovan Edwards. Maybe Will Johnson stays, Mike Bear. I mean, yeah, it's a big question, Mark. I get it. But Arizona, number four, I love that. Um, they could be number one. I mean, wow. Higher on the Wildcats just, than I am. If Fish stays, I mean, Fish, you know, he's got connections with Michigan. If Harbaugh leaves, I mean, you know, there's some stuff up in the air on that one. And then I got a couple shockers for everybody. Notre Dame, I think they're going to be in there. That team, I mean, that team can beat anybody when they're on their game, man. Ask Ohio State and, you know. And and I like Clemson to have a bounce back beer uh, year. Uh, I don't think Dabo is going to go this long without losing. They put great down the stretch. I mean, I can see them being in it too next year. All right, Patrick, appreciate the call. I disagree with Notre Dame and Clemson in terms of top six title contenders for next year. At this point, I don't think it's disrespectful to say, but this is what I believe. Clemson's got to prove it. I can't give blind faith to Dabba that he'll figure it out. The ACC is not very deep and very challenging. But with that said, he's given no reason to believe he can get this offense on a championship level. Cade Klubnick was supposed to be the truth. DJU was supposed to be holding the Tigers back and Klubnick's there to save the day. In two years, I've not been impressed with what I've seen from Klubnick. It's been okay. But I don't think they are near championship level. And Notre Dame... I think for me personally, Riley Leonard's a little overrated. I'm not sold on his ability to lead this Irish team to, again, championship-level contention. 10 wins? Yes. Going 12-1 and or 12-0, and 11-1 to be in the playoff? I'm not there yet, not with Notre Dame. John is calling from South Carolina. What's up, John? Hey, buddy, I can't believe you're leaving FSU off that list. They got the revenge factor, and the I think the quarterback's coming back, isn't he? So he should be healthy no. after that. Though. 
Jordan Travis no. is, is done. He's been at, in college like six years. He's gone. Top uh, two receivers are gone. Running back is gone. Florida State's going to have to reload next year they're, they're, or rebuild. They're not in a reload. Hey, the Browns can pull up a miracle if Flacco, Florida State can get revenge and get its uh, miracle too. I'll take it up here. Always buddy. does find a way to squeeze in some Browns talk there. John from South Carolina, frequent caller, big-time Browns fan. But Florida State, they to me, again, are, this year the stars aligned for them. It's unfortunate what happened with, with Jordan Travis and his injury, but he's gone. Keon Coleman is gone. Johnny Wilson's gone. They're going to see a, a lot of Jared Verse, their best defensive lineman's gone. They're seeing a lot of exits of some of their best players. They're going to be in a rebuild next year. A few other teams you haven't hit on yet. I mean, Alabama, for me, at least it's obvious, but if you disagree, here's my reasoning. Number one, Saban leaving. Right then and there, period stops. Saban leaving automatically takes, for me, uh, Alabama out of the title contention discussion until at least we find out who their next head coach is. But also, I'm skeptical of Jalen Milrow moving forward. Seems like he's going to be the guy for 2024. I mean, you have Julian saying there as a big-time recruit. Is he ready to start right away in 2024? I'm not sure yet. That offensive line has to improve. You have some massive losses on the defense. There's a lot of questions Alabama has to answer before I feel comfortable putting them in the top six list in terms of title contenders for 2024. So they're off. Michigan, we just talked about. I think there's going to be a mass exodus of players, and I think Jim Harbaugh is going back to the NFL. And Washington, I think they're going to have too too many losses in order for them personnel-wise to bounce back and be a title contender in 2024. You're losing Penix. You're losing, losing your top three receivers. Your defense was very senior-laden, so even though they weren't great, I get it. You still lose out on a lot of big-time contributors. And so the Huskies, even with Will Rogers and all his experience, especially passing at Mississippi State coming coming to town, coming to Seattle, I don't think that's enough to offset a lot of the other skill position losses you're going to have to put Washington right back next year in the national title conversation. So 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. When we're returning, we'll keep the Nick, uh, Nick Saban conversation going because we now have a statement not only, not only from Saban himself, but also Alabama AD Greg Byrne, who laid out what he's looking for as the next head coach. Did he give any clues as to maybe which way he's leaning in terms of who he wants to fill Nick Saban's massive shoes? We'll give you that statement when we do return. Ryan Hickey in for JR. JR back tomorrow. Don't worry. If you like what you hear, though, in the meantime, check out the Hick at Night podcast. Night spelled N-I-T-E. All or anytime I'm hosting right here on CBS Sports Radio, upload it to that podcast page. It's free. It's wherever you do get your pods. Because I get it, you know, the show I host once a week is Saturday mornings, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern. Tough time for some. So you can't listen live. Check out the pod. Best way to kind of catch up on that. And if you like some more video content, Check out myself on YouTube. Ryan Hickey is the channel. Subscribe, and you get all thoughts here from Nick Saban's retirement, on, on, uh, along with, I should say, all other surprising um, sports news that goes on. That's the YouTube video version. Ryan Hickey, Hick at night, night spelled N-I-T-E, is where you can get the audio podcast version. We have a statement 
an official statement from Nick Saban. So we can officially say it's not a false report. The rumors of his retirement were not premature. It is official. This is Nick Saban's official statement on his retirement. Quote, the University of Alabama has been a very special place to Terry and me. We have enjoyed every minute of our 17 years being the head coach at Alabama, as well as becoming a part of the Tuscaloosa community. It is not just about how many games we won and lost, but it's about the legacy and how we went about it. We always tried to do it the right way. The goal was always to help players create more value for their future, be the best player they could be, and be more successful in life because they were part of the program. Hopefully, we have done that, and we will always consider Alabama our home, end quote. Still doesn't feel real, the fact that he does uh, retire, but gives you no hints as to why he did retire. This is total speculation. This is my belief. I believe Saban got tired of re-recruiting his own players. I don't think I don't think he got tired of recruiting. I don't think he got tired of game planning or coaching. I think he got tired of having to constantly, each and every year, not just recruit players that are in high school, but then recruit five-star players that maybe aren't playing or playing as much as they would like to play right away and having to convince them to stay and not go to other teams and other teams in the SEC or other teams Alabama might play in the future. I think Saban got sick of that. He's always said, I will continue to coach until I make Alabama worse. Until he's making the program not better off. And, I mean, they just went to the title. Uh, or, excuse me, they went to the playoff this year. I would argue this was the best coaching job Nick Saban has done in Alabama considering the talent he had and the expectations and the challenges he had to overcome in season. So he's still at the top of his game. He's not making Alabama worse. They're not falling off. I think for me, the biggest reason why he's retiring is because he is sick and tired and done with recruiting players to stay on the squad year after year. 855-212-4227 will give you the statement that gives some hints as to what Alabama is looking for in their next head coach from their athletic director, Greg Byrne, here in a second. But first, Dave is calling from Miami. What up, Dave? Hey, what's going on, Ryan? I love the show, man. Thanks, man. Um, what's I on your mind? In, I, I, I heard JR's in Vegas gambling. No, not gambling. He's there for work. Come on. He'll be he'll be live yeah, but, from um, Vegas tomorrow. Maybe he'll be doing it from a slot machine. That'd be live fun. From Vegas? Wow. That guy's like a, that guy's like an overnight celebrity, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. He is. Oh, he absolutely but, is. Um, big time. Yeah. Um. I I actually lived in Alabama for about ten years. I got put on to, to um University of Alabama by an old coworker. I don't know anything about college football until I ran to Alabama. But uh, my point is that. I don't think anyone could replace him, and I believe uh, what you said is correct about the the whole legacy and dynasty. I think it's over. With. But anyway, um, my other comment is, what is going on with the Lakers? And do you believe Darvin Ham is gone? Appreciate you. Love the show. Thanks, man. Thank you, thank you, Dave. We'll, we'll Lakers fast here. Yeah, I think Darvin Ham's time is limited. That those reports of the locker room distrust don't come out on accident, and it's a LeBron James coach team. 
We've seen it time and time again. He does what he wants. Darvin Ham, to me, the clock is ticking on his future. Um, but back to Saban, like, I mean, there's a guy, like, right? Like, that's, like, part of the impact that I, I hope people understand. Where you get a guy like Dave who knows nothing about college football, all of a sudden now his friend turns him on Alabama football. I mean, obviously helps when they're winning a lot. But now you have a fan for life in large part because of the success that Saban has built at Alabama and the standard he has upheld for 15 years. 15 years. Not something to sneeze at whatsoever. And that is going to be missed. And I, I hope, again, it's it's not a lot of people and it's social media, so maybe I shouldn't even be bringing it up. But I just hope people truly understand the difficulty that it takes to achieve the level of greatness that Nick Saban was able to achieve for 15 years. And I hope people understand that it's not just, oh, hire the next coach, whoever it may be, and the Alabama dynasty continues to roll. It's not that simple. It's not that easy. I can promise you. It is, I would say, impossible for anyone to come in and continue the Alabama dynasty and continue the level of dominance that Saban has had at Alabama starting in 2009. Don't take that for granted. Now, someone who's going to have the impossible task of trying to find the next head coach to replace uh, Nick Saban is Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne. He put out a statement about uh, a few minutes ago with regards to the search. This is what the Alabama AD had to say. Quote, as with any coaching search, our goal is to be thorough but expedient. Our ideal candidate will be strong in recruiting and relationship building, player development, excel in X's and O's, and have the overall ability to lead this historic program. There will be plenty of rumors out there during this process. Next time I talk publicly, we'll be uh, be to announce our new coach. If you don't hear from me, don't believe it. Roll Tide. I like that. And Greg at least has the foresight to understand this is going to be a wild process and agents are going to be working overtime in order to get their clients' names out there to either get a payday from their current school or try to increase their clout by making it seem like Alabama is considering them to replace Nick Saban. Rumors are going to be insane. So you heard it there from Greg. You don't hear from him. It ain't true. Now, with that said, when you listen um, to what he said, like this, the ideal candidate will be strong in recruiting and relationship building, player development, excel in X's and O's, and have the overall ability to lead the historic program. He didn't say him by name. I think to me that screams Dan Lanning is number one on Alabama's list. That's realistic. I don't think Kirby Smart is realistic. We can discuss that here in a little bit. But to me, those qualifications, strong recruiting, good relationships, player development, excel in X's and O's, Landing has done all of that at Oregon in a very short time. Oregon's had a lot of success. They have a lot of resources. But he has been able to build that program still and continue to to take it higher and higher. Um, That's a guy that I think in a short time in Eugene has done enough to make Alabama feel comfortable along with his ties to the university. He was there for one year in 2015 as a GA. His time under Kirby Smart at Georgia, 
four years, including being the D.C. for the national title team in 2021, I think he checks in, or I should say checks, every single box Alabama is looking for. Without saying it, for me at least, I think number one on Greg Burns' list for, for replacing Nick Saban is Dan Lanning. I think that's the right choice or the right thought process. Shay is calling from Wichita with some thoughts on the next head coach at Alabama. Hello, Shay. Hey, what's up, Piggy? How are you doing, man? What's going on, man? What's on your mind? Hey, I'm uh, doing well. Just uh, I was thinking, hey, Crimson Tide, prime time, 21. You know, he's uh, next. He's He's got swag. He's got style. You know, he can bring in all the recruits. I mean, buy low, sell high. So I think bringing in someone like him would be. What do you mean, buy low? Move. Oh, you know, just because he had an off season or an off year, they didn't win a lot of games. He didn't have a full off season, but he can bring in the really prime recruit. Can he coach? Yeah, he can coach, of course. Yeah, he's he's got a staff around him. That's Shay. Appreciate the call, buddy. That's where we would disagree. I don't think Deion Sanders can coach. I think that's the worst option for Alabama to replace Nick Saban. You don't need swag to come to Alabama. You don't need pomp and sizzle and, and and everything else that comes with Deion Sanders. He's an A-plus promoter. Colorado needs promotion. Alabama does not. That works well with the Buffs, in part because they are not a team we talk about a lot, in part because they've not been very good. He managed to, to get a 4-8 and eight team nationally relevant for most of the year. But at Alabama... The number one priority should be winning, not bringing social media followers and, and making Alabama cool. And that's where Deion Sanders falls short. I don't think he can coach. I don't like the, how he his hires at coordinator. I don't like the adjustments he's made either in game or in season. The discipline for Colorado is lacking. There's been there's a lot of problems with this team that are red flags for a team like Alabama. They should stay far far away. From Coach Prime. Great for Colorado. Great for the sport of college football. Not a fit, especially when it comes to winning uh, for Alabama. Chris is calling from California. Hello, Chris. How you doing, sir? You know, I think that Nick Saban basically is overrated, but what's going on with JR Sports Brief, man? I tuned in to Harris show. What's going down with that? He's back tomorrow, Chris. Why do you oh, think man. Nick Saban is overrated? Totally overrated. Tom Osborne was a much better coach, but take care. See you later. That's all you got? That, that's it. You're not going to defend your point at all? Coward. If you're going to have a prank call or say something stupid, fine. Defend it. Say, say anything to back yourself up. Not hang up like a coward. He didn't believe it. No chance he believed it. And I'm not going to take the bait. You want me to yell? You want me to scream? You want me to get upset? Call you names? I won't do it. I won't give it to you, Chris. JR is back tomorrow. It's Ryan Hickey in for JR right here on CBS Sports Radio. Um, one name we have not talked about yet in terms of replacing Nick Saban, it's Kirby Smart. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think Kirby's going to leave Georgia to go back to Alabama. One of the biggest reasons is he's a Georgia grad. He's home. There's not the allure of going back to your university that's tugging at Kirby Smart. Did he have a long reign as defensive coordinator for Nick Saban? Absolutely did a tremendous job. But he played at Georgia. Now he's back coaching his alma mater. 
has already won two titles there. Like, he's got things humming. There is no incentive for Kirby right now to leave and try to replace Nick Saban. Like, what's the benefit? They are, I mean, I would argue right now, like, if you offer every single coach in college football the Alabama job, I would argue two, maybe three would say, no, I'm good where I am. Kirby Smart is one of them. Jim Harbaugh, in part because I think he wants to go back to the NFL, and I don't think he's coaching in college football anywhere but Michigan, maybe Ryan Day. Maybe Ryan Day is a loyalty to Ohio State where he's going to try to be a lifer there and prove the doubters wrong. Maybe. I don't feel great about that one, but otherwise, I don't see a coach that's going to turn down the Crimson Tide if they are offered the job. I think Kirby's a, uh, Kirby is on a very, very short list of coaches that if offered the Alabama job, would say no. When we return here on the show, Nick Saban is retired. Is the Alabama dynasty dead? We'll discuss that next. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio. 